0: It's important to understand that this is emotional. This, this decision, the decision of how much insurance should I purchase, is an emotional decision. You can calculate the amount you need for life insurance. You can calculate it all day long down to the, to the dollar or down to the cent. But the reality is, is that we don't know how we're going to die. And we don't know how much it's going to cost to die whether that be in medical bills, whether that be in transferring businesses, whether that be in closing practices, whether that be heirs or beneficiaries mishandling money, we really don't know what the future is gonna hold. Welcome to the M-Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton. The M-Advisor Podcast is a financial podcast for busy professionals to get insights into the emotional side of finances. Understanding what to do with your finances is important, but it's also equally important to understand why. The M-Advisor podcasts exist to help you get a clear vision about your money, what steps you should consider, and why you should consider them. Everyone is different, and we should celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different, too. Music is used with permission from Forum. Please find the band Forum on Spotify. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendation or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker dealer, member of FINRA, SIPC. Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the M Advisor podcast. I'm Paul Morton. So today, what we're going to focus on is in a financial plan from a fundamental aspect focusing on protecting income and it will be a more or less a three part podcast and today the focus is on life insurance so we will discuss how to protect income obviously if you purchase a life insurance policy and we're going to talk really only about term life insurance plans but you purchase a life insurance policy, what happens is you pay premium for a certain number of years, and if you pass away during the the policy lifetime, so if you had like a, let's say a 20-year term plan, if you passed away during that 20 years, then your beneficiary or beneficiaries would receive a lump sum of money. How life insurance Really protects income is that it gives your heirs or your beneficiaries or um, your trust, if you've done some estate planning, assets basically creates a liquidity event at your passing. It should be understood that there's inherent risk in this, in that if your beneficiaries either aren't great with money or don't understand how to translate a lump sum of money to income, or if you didn't purchase enough life insurance, so then your beneficiaries get a much smaller amount of money than maybe they had expected or a smaller amount of money than they need. So, for example, if your beneficiaries are maybe your kids and hopefully they're of of age 18 or 21, whatever your state's definition of age of majority and you give a 21-year-old a lump sum six- or seven-figure amount of money, it's possible that a couple cars might be purchased, a big house, and a couple parties thrown, and it's gone. So one thing that I think with, whether it be life insurance or really any of the fundamentals of financial planning, I think there should be a level of communication given from the from the leaders of the plan or the doers of the plan. Oftentimes that's us as parents communicating to our children how to really how to survive on the plan that you've established, whether that be in the form of assets, in the form of protection or insurance, or even in how the planning works or what is supposed to happen. I think a lot of heirs are unprepared to either receive a lump sum, whether it be life insurance or a retirement plan. And it's a very confusing time. It's a very emotional time. And so when selecting and purchasing or even just reviewing your life insurance policy, I very strongly suggest communication of that policy and that plan to your family members. So here's some fundamentals in financial planning regarding life insurance. First of all, understand what the life insurance policy is and represents. It is a lump sum delivered to your beneficiaries or your heirs at your passing. We should all feel good about our financial decisions So one way to feel good about your life insurance decision making is really make sure that you make a goal or a purpose for each policy purchased. That goal or purchase is likely something as simple as, hey, if I die prematurely, then I want my family who is relying on my ability to earn money to make our family work and move and grow I want them to be taken care of. That's a fantastic purpose. That's a fantastic goal for life insurance. And understand that with a term policy, and I'm a big fan of term policies, but with a term policy, you're basically renting an insurance policy for a number of years. So if you purchase a term insurance policy, and in your mind, you're thinking that this term insurance policy is going to last forever, then it's time to either readjust your goals about the policy. Or readjust your policy a little bit. Secondly, the amount of life insurance that you purchase, I believe, is important. It doesn't have to be exact, but the amount of life insurance that you have in your life insurance protection portfolio is one of the most important and one of the most fundamental aspects of the life insurance policy. Typically, when something happens and you die, there's there's no second go around. There's really kind of more or less one shot at it. So in my opinion, it would be better to estimate an overshoot than undershoot, but that's me personally and my goals for my insurance. So that's why I think it's important to understand and set up your own goals for the purpose of the insurance and then also further the amount of insurance. And it's important to understand that this is emotional. This, this decision, the decision of how much insurance should I purchase is an emotional decision. You can calculate the amount you need For life insurance, you can calculate it all day long down to the to the dollar or down to the cent. But the reality is, is that we don't know how we're going to die and we don't know how much it's going to cost to die whether that be in medical bills, whether that be in transferring businesses, whether that be in closing practices, whether that be heirs or beneficiaries mishandling money, we really don't know what the future is going to hold. And so someone could say, hey, you need a million dollars of life insurance, and then you die and your estate gets hit with a million dollar medical bill from an accident or sickness. Well, that's... That's probably not an ideal situation. Also something to consider is that income isn't necessarily the only factor to consider when purchasing a life insurance policy. So what I mean by this is a lot of times when you're looking at maybe the maximum amount of life insurance you could purchase, it could sometimes be a factor of age and income. And so maybe a younger person could purchase something like 20 25, 30 times their income and that might be a good starting place for deciding how much to purchase and then you can either extrapolate up or down from there. But consider maybe a stay-at-home spouse. Outside economic activity might not be robust. A stay-at-home spouse, stay-at-home dad, stay-at-home mom might not be earning lots of income, but the internal economic activity that he or she provides is substantial. If you have a partner or spouse that stays at home and maybe takes care of the home or takes care of the kids, that is essentially your permission and ability to go work and earn money as the primary breadwinner. So to say, hey, well, this person, you know, our stay-at-home dad doesn't earn income, so we're not going to purchase life insurance for him could potentially be a mistake. Now, if that's your goal and that's your personal situation and that's what you think is the right path moving forward, you have complete agency, obviously, and there's no one that should tell you that's right or wrong. Our financial plans are a series of personal decisions, but I might have you reassess that if that's what you're thinking. And so economically speaking, a stay-at-home spouse provides significant economic activity for the family and for the household. So just looking at income isn't necessarily the only or even number one factor to consider on whether or not to purchase a life insurance policy. And it really doesn't stop with just life insurance. We will continue in future episodes in discussing the fundamentals of financial planning, how else to protect income. But in this particular case, A term life insurance plan is cheap. It's oftentimes easy, especially if you're young and healthy. It's usually cheap and easy to obtain. If you are not necessarily healthy, according to maybe an insurance company, then there are ways to figure out if you can obtain an insurance policy or not. You can ask your insurance agent, to cross check the health the health issue that might be going on to see ahead of time if that would be a hindrance in obtaining an insurance policy what your insurance agent could also do is cross check that information with multiple life insurance companies a life insurance company one life insurance company might say hey that particular health issue whatever it may be is a big hindrance and a roadblock for us and that that creates a situation where we can't offer you a life insurance contract. And then another life insurance company might come back and say, oh, that's no problem with this health issue. You have access to our standard health rates. So if there's a concern, just communicate with your insurance agent to either verify or confirm that you can or cannot purchase a life insurance policy. Furthermore, if a life insurance agent offers you a policy, it's okay to shop around a little bit. There's no one-size-fits-all anything in a financial plan, and a financial plan will coincide with your estate plan, which we'll put those pieces together later, but today the focus is on the decision-making of a life insurance policy and how it sits in the fundamentals of a financial plan. To recap, it is an emotional decision on, first of all, to purchase a life insurance policy, second of all, to purchase how much life insurance. Understanding that it's an emotional decision, I believe, is helpful in making the decisions easier because you know ahead of time that this decision-making process is a subjective decision it's emotional, and it checks some basic boxes in us to say we've done what we can do to protect our family and our loved ones. Yet with any life insurance policy, and it doesn't matter what kind or what amount, there's potentially some downfalls or some loopholes or some some issues with that. But in this particular case, a term insurance policy, it really protects a short-term need, maybe when we have younger children who depend on us, or a situation where we expand our business or a practice, and we need to create some additional liquidity in case we were to die really sooner than we had expected. Lastly, I'll leave with this. In Purchasing a life insurance policy, it can be a difficult topic to discuss. It can be a difficult topic to bring up because what we're ultimately talking about and discussing is our own mortality. And that's not necessarily something that everybody likes to address. I will say from a financial planning aspect, just from running numbers and really taking the human element out of it, we all will die. It's not a matter of of if, but a matter of when. We just don't know how, and we don't know when. In running your financial plan, if you don't account for that, then you are not looking at maybe the bigger picture that you should be looking at. So understand facing our own mortality further cloud some of the decision-making in this really being an emotional decision to purchase life insurance and how much to purchase. Thank you for listening. This is Paul Morton and this is the M-Advisor podcast. You can find more content and more information at www.m-advisor.com. Once again, Paul Morton, M-Advisor podcast.